Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2723, What a Pizza Cutter Taught Me About Frugality and Minimalism by Chris of keepthrifty.com and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Monday, welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free. That's with permission from the authors. So with that, let's get right to our Minimalist Monday post and start optimizing your life. What a Pizza Cutter Taught Me About Frugality and Minimalism by Chris of keepthrifty.com. Earlier this year, we experienced a culinary tragedy our pizza cutter broke. Our initial reaction was to go out and buy a replacement, but we were in the middle of our nothing new year challenge, so we held off. A few days passed, and a week, then a month. We hadn't replaced a pizza cutter, and somehow, amazingly, we were still surviving. The truth was, we didn't really use the pizza cutter all that often. It only came out when we had taken baked pizza or made quesadillas, and neither of those hadn't made the meal plan in a while. I suppose that some of this was because we didn't have a pizza cutter, so subconsciously, we might have been avoiding the meals we'd find ourselves stuck on. After a couple of months, we had forgotten all about the unfilled space in our kitchen drawer where our beloved pizza cutter used to reside, but that forgetfulness led us into a tough situation. One day after work, we were all exhausted and ready for family pizza and movie night. I was hoping to save a few dollars and had forgotten about our woefully inadequate kitchenware situation, so I stopped by a take-and-bake pizza shop and picked up a couple of pizzas. When I got home, I popped them in the oven, and when the timer went off, I pulled them out, set them on the counter, and went to our kitchen drawer to grab our pizza cutter. I opened the drawer and realized my mistake. I had three hungry kids and a hungry wife waiting in the living room with the movie queued up and ready to play, And here I was with two uncut, unservable pizzas. It was time to either be a hero or a huge disappointment. As the girls escalated their queries of, is the pizza ready yet? I fumbled through the drawer looking for a solution. Just a minute, I said, trying to stall. Standard table knives were too dull. Our serrated knives would make a mess of everything. I even debated pulling out my Swiss army knife. But then finally, I saw my solution. A chef's knife was the perfect fit. The blade was sharp, smooth, and long enough that I could probably cut the pizza without too much difficulty. I gave it a whirl, and a few moments later, I was walking out to the living room with plates full of pizza and a smile of pride on my face. 
As we watched the movie, I reflected back on what I had learned about minimalism and frugality from our near disaster of a pizza and movie night. What I learned from my pizza cutter. Number one, we fill our homes with specialized items. Many of the items in our homes are incredibly specialized. I used to have an obsession with kitchen gadgets, garlic presses, melon scoops, corn kernelers, pineapple corers, and more. I was amazed at the novelty and optimization that each of these provided. I marveled at the design and engineering behind each and the creativity, but most of these would have been frivolous purchases because we don't really need that level of specialization. Number two, many specialized items are redundant. Our chef's knife cuts pizza about 90% as well as an actual pizza cutter. For more precise numbers, please send me free pizzas and I'll do the testing required to figure out the exact number. It takes an extra minute to cut and a smidge more arm strength, but we're not exactly running a pizza place here. If we were, I'd be all for getting the most optimized pizza cutter around. But for the two to three times a month we'd actually use one, our chef's knife is more than good enough. And number three, redundancy is costly. A replacement pizza cutter would only set us back $13, But if you consider all the redundant items in your home, the total cost of redundancy is a whole lot higher. When we registered for our wedding, we had no idea what we needed, so we used the stores registry guide to help educate us. One of the most ridiculous things that came out of this was us registering for 72 different pieces of glassware. We got eight Pilsner glasses, eight margarita glasses, eight martini glasses, eight red wine, eight white wine, 16 tall tumblers, and 16 short tumblers. All told, the cost of glassware on our registry was over $600, and because of our generous guests, we got all of it. But we were just two people, two people that didn't have any desire to host big dinner parties, two people that didn't even like margaritas, martinis, or white wine, two people that are perfectly happy drinking beer from the bottle and wine from a regular old glass tumbler. We got $500 in redundant glassware on our registry, and that $500 could have been put to much better use. Questions to help you identify and eliminate redundancy. If you wanna figure out what's redundant in your home, use these questions as a guide. How often do I use this item? How well does the task this item is used for need to be done? Is this item used for other things as well or specialized for this purpose? And If it broke right now, could I find another way to finish what I'm doing? Other redundant things we've eliminated. Using this thinking, we've eliminated quite a bit more from our lives, which saves us on replacement costs and on clutter. Here are a few examples. Microwave and toaster. We've been able to heat and reheat all of our food using just our oven and stovetop for the last 18 months. Jackets. We used to have multiple jackets to cover the different seasons and different occasions, like dress up, dress down. But now Jamie and I each own one good warm winter jacket that looks nice enough. Dress shoes and clothes. There's no need to own both black dress shoes and brown dress shoes if you just pick one color and commit. We picked black, so we were able to get rid of my brown shoes, khaki pants, and brown belts. And a can opener. Remember that Swiss army knife I mentioned earlier? We use that instead for the one or two times a month we need it. 
What redundant things could you eliminate from your life? If you're looking to simplify your life and save yourself from future purchases, take a look at how the things you own can be used in different ways. Consider what you own that's redundant and see what you can do without. You'll find your space less cluttered and your bank accounts a bit fuller. You just listened to the post titled, What a Pizza Cutter Taught Me About Frugality and Minimalism by Chris of keepthrifty.com. Thank you to Chris. A nice, simple reminder to reevaluate both what we have, but also what's on our shopping list or wedding registry, birthday wish list, you name it. He mentioned a pizza cutter might set him back only $13, but the pizza cutter represents so many different things that we might buy. And I know I'm guilty of this myself from time to time. But he had some good questions to consider when thinking about items in your home or things you might wanna buy. How often do you or will you use it? Can the item be used for other things? And what other solutions are there for the problem you're trying to fix? Those are great questions to consider. And I have to mention one of my favorite strategies for decluttering current household items. I've definitely mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating. Simply box it up and write down the date on the box. When a year passes, covering all four seasons, if you haven't missed those items or fished them back out of the box, then the box is all set and ready to donate. I think that's one of the easiest ways to get started with the least amount of friction. But in any case, hopefully this article sparked some ideas for you or things to think about. And with that, have a great start to your week. Thank you for being here and listening every day along with me. And I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.